welcome to another episode of Block Talk presented by Theater of the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. Did you know there is an easy way to help support the podcast and keep the show going? Buy Me A Coffee is an incredible new platform where you, the loyal Block Talk audience, can say thank you to your favorite host. All you have to do is show support with a few taps by leaving a little tip. That's just like buying me a cup of coffee. And the great thing is you don't even need to create an account. Visit buymeacoffee.com slash blocktalk and keep blocktalk going strong like a cup of coffee. And as always, follow me on Instagram at michaelblocktalk, on Twitter at blocktalknyc, and visit theaterinthenow.com for its news, reviews, and interviews. We made the merge, baby. Well, sort of. The tribal portions have united, and the solo portion of the game is underway. And it's never been more evident that when tribe mates abandon ship the second they can, shit will go down. Hashtag Gabler. It's time to talk all things Survivor 43, Squid Games. And joining me is future Survivor hopeful and contestant who will serenade the island each and every night with their beautiful voice, Quentin Ellis. How are you? I'm great. How are you, Michael? I'm doing well. Um, I mean, I butchered my intro a little bit, but you know what? I don't care. Um, I didn't butcher my game as much as Ellie did. Oh, yikes. Yikes. Talk about a wild butchering in front of everybody. And I said from episode one, I said, I don't like her. I don't like her game. She reminds me of Tori. I did not like her. And I was right. Everything I predicted, she, she dug her own grave. I feel like that is the like theme of the season. It's like paranoia and grave digging. Like mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. it is so wacky to see these people play so aggressively hard or not at all, and watch them like crumble. And yeah. Ellie is the perfect example of like a fall from grace or whatever. Though. Yeah, sure. You know? She she was in grace some point. I don't but, know. Yeah, this has been an interesting season. I have to say, I think this was my favorite episode of the season. Maybe it's because I love karma and watching karma be a bitch. Uh, but I, th- this was an exciting episode. Oh, 100%. I was so riveted by this episode. I think the most exciting part is in the beginning of the episode, Owen is kind of laying out all of the different advantages and idols. Four idols in play, two... Mm-hmm no votes and then the steal a vote is that what it is the steal yep. a vote advantage that's crazy and i'm just kind of waiting for that magic episode where all of them get used at the same time <laughs> it's gonna happen now before we begin this is your first time on the podcast talking survivor with me what is your history with the show how did you get into survivor let's tell the audience yeah so um i got into it because of another podcast um one it's a little underground one maybe you've heard of it las culturistas uh-huh yes yes I, I, i'm aware of them kind of it's kind of underground um yes. and um i got into it at the very beginning of the pandemic because what else was i gonna do but binge a lot of tv um and so i'm very I'm very new to Survivor like only two years in but Mm. I have watched almost every season up to this point now 
Um, and I'm always glued to my screen on Wednesday nights. Now, if you had to pick a favorite player or a player that you would emulate their style of play when you inevitably get out there to play, who is it going to be? I love the um, positive um, thinking in that. And yes, <laughs> evidently, ev- what, the word, what did you just say? And, and in- inevitably. Inevitably. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I was homeschooled. Um, <laughs> inevitably, um, it's, it's kind of, I would want to do like a very like low key game. And mm. I think that my best example for this is quite literally Todd from season 15, China. He my is- favorite. I love, I love that season. I think that that season's very exciting. Um, and he is the last gay winner that we had of Survivor, which is a big sad face because now we're coming on 30 seasons. I mean, I don't want to burst your bubble, but I don't think you're going to move next because I think we're going to have a gay winner this season. This season 43. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so convinced it's going to be Carla. I am so you think Carla's going to win? Yes, I do. Oh my God. I'm absolutely obsessed with her. I'm absolutely obsessed with her. I. And she's playing a very Todd game. And that's, I think maybe us gays just have to play like Todd and that's how you win Survivor. (laughs) That's how you win Survivor. Yeah. You can't all come out like Richard Hatch. You know what I mean? You can't, can't be naked. No, you can't. Would you go in full throttle, show your birthday suit on Survivor? I mean, everybody else is. (laughs) There it is. Everybody on Survivor, put them on. Yes, take it off. <laughs> put on, put on your birthday suit, honey. Let's but yeah, talk. I think Todd is a Todd is a great example. I think there's a lot of people who've come on this podcast and have said Todd as their their number one. Um, he's he. I just can't believe we didn't put him on season forty. But Jeffrey, um, oh, still mad at you. I was literally just thinking about that in the shower. I was like, why wasn't Todd on? Um, on season 40 on the all winners like that just doesn't like it doesn't compute for me nope it does um, not it doesn't compute it was great to see Ethan though I absolutely loved him from Africa what a mm-hmm. great 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 player um, um, and then speaking of Survivor I just wanted we'll talk about one other tie-in later but we did have a tie-in last night on the television on HBO Max with the debut of season two of the White Lotus um, obviously, we all know that it was written and directed by Mike White, but the opening scene had a cameo from two Survivor players in featured extra roles. Shut up. No way. We had from David versus Goliath, we had Kara and Angelina. Oh, my God. David and Goliath is w- one of my top seasons, I think. It's like definitely top 10 for me. Yeah. So the two of them were literally flown out there by Mike White to appear on a stupid little show. I was like, why can't I have famous friends to fly me to Italy? Oh my God. Seriously. For real though. <laughs> yeah. So lots of Survivor this weekend. And we'll, we'll talk about the other Survivor connection that happened on TV later on. Okay. Let's dive into this episode. It's the morning on Coco. Remember them. Uh, they have tree mail and zero discussion of Gio's elimination. No one cares. Gio's gone. Okay. The homosexual left. And that's can we it. pause? No can mirror message. Pause? I, this is, this is my biggest gripe is out of all of these seasons, I have noticed this happen countless times where the gay is the easiest vote out. Mm -hmm. And 
why the gay never sees it coming and why the gay rarely starts drama on it, I don't understand. It's like so baffling to me. I'm going <laughs> to break it to you and uh, don't, don't take too much offense to it. It's because they're twinks. It's because they're twinks. Mm-hmm. I see. But twinks Gio's just love twinks. themselves. But then, then why wouldn't you love yourself enough to keep yourself away from that chopping block? Uh, ask hi. He, maybe he'll explain it to you. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. His ego last season was the same thing that happened this season to Gio, I think. is like, I think he they felt insulated and happy and good. And, and all of a sudden, it was like, it's an easy vote. It's, Egos it's, get nowhere, this, this, especially this season. Egos are not going to work for you. Oh, no, 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 no. It's, it's so, yeah, ugh. That was just, that was so heartbreaking because like, I was really genuinely rooting for Gio. I like, when I saw him, I was like, I can see him like really genuinely truly getting far if he doesn't get himself, like doesn't get in the way of himself. And then he got in the way of himself. He did. Well, it is day 12 and the game is about to change. They have to drop their buffs and they have 10 minutes to click their drags. Bitch, the queens on drag race have more time to get into quick drag. Yeah, they do. Now, I know it's an island and all they have is like just very, the bare minimums, but 10 minutes is very quick. Like what, do they forget things? Could production bring it to them if they forgot it? Oh, I'm sure the production does. I'm but sure yeah, they're like, like so hands-on. Yeah, what, what do they actually have that they're going to have to like pack up? I mean, put their laundry in a bag. Coconut. <laughs> or 12. Now, Cassidy and James are jumping up and down, and Carla's like, I'm a wait. This is Survivor. Smart lady. Mm-hmm. She knows the merge is hum- coming, but it's a Survivor in the last two seasons. The merge doesn't come easy. But Ryan thinks if they bring papayas, the others will love him. Um, that's not how it works. Sorry. That's so cute. Um, that's so cute. So cute. But he, he thinks this is the perfect timing for him. He felt left out and went from the top to the bottom, and he's feeling like a free agent and can say that he is on the outs and he is ready to vote and take out whoever they need them to take out. We're going to visit our friends over on Red who are all excited to get out of the first phase of the game. For Jesse, the tribal stuff was gladiator school, school where you just learn the ropes and how to make the moves. Now he's excited and nervous, but this is where you prove yourself and it gets going. Interesting that I think Jesse was the one who said this here um, because we haven't really seen much of Jesse the past like two, three episodes. Um, but I still think he's a heavy hitter for the, the title at the end. He, he's doing well. I agree with you on that. I, I see him and I see Carla for sure at the end, at the moment. Those two, I feel very confident about. Yeah. Now, two boats ascend on the beaches of Baca as Sammy screams out, BYOB, where's the party? Friends, let's remember he is lying about his age. He is 19. He can't drink to be young again. Oh, be so nice. It's amazing that he is in a situation where he doesn't have to have a fake ID and he can just talk his way <laughs> in that one. <laughs> I mean, he's lucky that he um, did not get the merge feast because then he wouldn't be able to drink and he would show his age. Or his, or what, or he has to be like, no, I'm actually sober, guys. Sorry. <laughs> that's possible. That's, that's, possible. The, that's the smart move for him to continue up the charade of I'm three years older than I actually am. That's true. It's all happiness as they greet one another and hug it out. But Janina's excited for the game to be starting. Um, and I was like, where have you been the past five episodes? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I say looking... about Cassidy. 
Yeah. Right. She's been looking forward to this since she was a little girl and she wanted to be able to say she made it to the merge and she did. She can finally say it. Cody says that they have been competing against the tribes and they've been foes as he's watching everyone happy to meet each other while he thinks they're all lying. He says it's Normandy and shit is about to hit the fan, but if he can't beat him, join him. That's the strategy of, of all these reality shows. You got to intertwine yourself to what everyone else is doing. Absolutely. Ellie wants to know what color their buffs will be and thought someone was going to bring them, but little lady, you should know if they're not there, then it means you got to earn them. I mean, Carla literally says we've seen the last two seasons. You know what's up. Noelle doesn't know what to think as she's been paying attention and knows that no buff or traditional merge feast means something is a brewing. She is scared to death of what's coming. Um, And Noelle, she's going to tell Owen and Carla that her tribe all went on idle searches and they couldn't find jack shit. Um, Are you like Owen and wish you had the Chiron on the lower third of your screen to tell you who has all the vantages and idols? Oh. Would you be out there being like, okay, I need to write it down in my mind because I can't have paper to do it. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course I would. Of course I'd be thinking like that. I'm so glad the editors will help them out here. Um, first off, the fact that they've said, oh, and no advantage, savage. Savage. Absolutely so savage. I thought that was so clever. I cackled. <laughs> Noelle will say to Owen, between them, she has a seal of vote and Jesse doesn't have a vote in the next tribal. So put that on the board. And here's where we stand. For Baca, Gabler has an idol for one more tribal. Janine has the hidden immunity idol, but no vote. Vessi... He has learned that Jesse does not have a vote. Noel has a seal of vote. For Coco, someone could have their idol. Owen says, as the camera pans to Carla. The editors will throw out that Cody has the other idol, and that's all that's in the game currently, which does mean Geo's knowledge of his power advantage is gone and likely back in circulation. Mm-hmm. I was, I really, really, really wanted Carla to pull a power move last week and be like, Gio, let me hold on to it. But I guess it didn't happen. Mm, she couldn't pull a Shan. No, she couldn't. <laughs> now, we're going to see some of Team Yellow and Team Red chum it up as Noelle shares to Ellie and Sammy that they will love Cody as what you see out of him is what you get. She will share that he made a palm frond hat where Cody cut off the beads of all their bags. And the second that Ellie hears this, her eyes go huge like she's a horny little wolf cartoon. Um, she knows exactly what that means. Ellie will tell her partner in crime, Janine, about Cody having the idol as she reveals Noelle sharing Cody's antics. And they know, but she doesn't know that they will say, let's go, Baca Vessi, as their houses are intertwining like this is Game of Thrones um, coming together. Noelle didn't realize what she did, but she made a fatal flaw. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that was a big oopsie. Isn't it so funny how something so small like that can like give away answers that you were mm-hmm. not asking? I liked I I really do like this element of how you get the idol this season last two seasons I thought they were stupid Um, I was really convinced that there would be people this season just saying stupid ass shit at the um, immunity challenges no one's done it so far or at least it hasn't made the edit I agree with you I thought that that was so goofy because like that was like a weird outing of yourself in front of all of these people like how the hell are you going to say like broccoli looks like little trees? Like <laughs> if you're, if you're like a performer, I'm sure you could pull it off. I'm sure you would be able to pull it off as a performer. Maybe, maybe put that little BA to use. There it is. <laughs> now, sweet this, therapy. Yeah, go ahead. 
Oh my God, I'm so sorry. But no, I, I, I've been thinking a lot about this little like bead thing and like how I would flip it. I loved the way that Carla um, approached this situation. Yes. Like when she realized who, who's, who was it who she couldn't get the bead from? Was it Ryan? That Ryan. She, she was struggling to get the bead from him and was like, like turn it into like, let me make this for your girlfriend or whatever. Like turn it around so that she like he would give that bead to her and i was like yeah. you brilliant genius this is amazing yeah i i'm always here for anything that is social game related yeah. anything that they can do to make the show social game more powerful because i really do think that's an aspect of the game that jeff probes doesn't like to remind people is his favorite it's all about the power and physicality but the Absolutely. social game that's how the world works absolutely speaking of our sweet therapist, Ellie, will say that she believes she was made for a survivor and was made for it. She thinks she has kind of figured out how to hack things and feels like this is her environment. She says she knew she was going to be good at the social element of the game, but she was way better than she thought. She ends her statement that this is exactly where you want to be at the merge. Now, when we see this confessional, this is usually the kiss of death. And I literally said out loud in this moment, yeah, she's gone. Yes, she didn't hack watching the show. Mm-mm. No, honey, didn't watch it hard enough. <laughs> I would hate to be Ellie watching this episode because you see that confession and you're like, I said those words. You uh-huh. can't, the editors can't edit that around. I said those words, they came out of my mouth. I look like a dumbass. Yeah. Yeah. I feel so bad for her in the sense that it's like, like, oh my God, it's just like, how hard do you stick your foot in your mouth? You know what I mean? <laughs> I like, I, I get trying to play so hard, but I, it's like how how many times do we see players who play this hard go home? You yeah. know, you know that. And then I also think this is obviously coming down the road, but I also think it's kind of goofy that Janine did not use her idol to play for Ellie. And I th- will we'll discuss why I think she didn't do it because there was one moment that made her do it. Um. Now our castaways are going to visit Mr. Jeffy, who, if you didn't see on television this weekend, made a cameo on Saturday Night Live. I did not see. Oh, my God. Yeah, he made a little cameo in a really stupid-ass sketch. Um, But I'm sure it was Bowen Yang who was like, I want Jeff Probst on the show. And Bowen Yang can get whatever he wants because he's Bowen Yang. Exactly. Um, How much did he get paid for this cameo? Um, It was wild. Let him host already. Do, do you know how much he got paid for this? Cameo? I don't like. I want it. That's what I'm. I want someone to tell me how much he got paid to walk on stage for a stupid Survivor bit. Literally, I, he was on screen for two minutes. <laughs> Not even. That's so silly. It was a. It was a sketch about um, this hillbilly wedding where the best. They were getting married on uh, Halloween, and the best man was dressed as Joker. Um, and the family members had to vote whether the guy could stay dressed as Joker or if he had to change. And then Jeff Probst comes out and reveals the vote. Like with the little urn and the... Yes. That's so goofy. And then snuffs out the torch of the bride. I wonder if he kept that snuff. I hope so, but it was very, very silly. That's so silly. Um, Probably $1 million. It's, it's possible. He probably got paid more than the contestants will take away when they actually win the show. 
Very likely. Very likely. <laughs> well, speaking of taking things back, he will take back the tribal idols as they mean nothing now, as they are no longer in the tribe stage of the game. He says they don't have their merge buffs yet, as they are at the threshold where they're trying to transition from one stage of the game to the next. They will have to earn their buffs by winning the next challenge or not getting vote out at the next tribal. In this challenge, they will be divided into two teams of six. They will have to race to remove a heavy pile of debris to reveal a sled where they have to drag the sled through a series of stations, collecting large wooden crates along the way. They will then use the six crates to build a staircase to collect a ring of keys, hashtag fun home. They will then work together to get up a steep ramp up to the finish where they will solve a survivor word puzzle, which reads earning your spot at every stage. Um, they don't know the phrase, but we do. Interesting challenge here. Um, how would you do in this one? Um, I think that I would do pretty well at this one, save for that wall. Yeah. Looks really intense. And I'm not kidding. When I watched it the first time, I was like weeping for everybody because I was like, this is so beautiful. Like that wall looks really intense to climb. Like, oh my God, and you did it. Oh my God, congrats, girlies. Yeah, it was, it was a very intense wall for sure. I don't know if I would be able to do it, but. Especially for Carla, like, I, like oh my God, when she, there's a moment where you see her, she like goes up and then she falls and you see her sliding with the hand that she literally just like fucking ripped open. Yeah. Ah! Oh my god! And I'm pretty sure you can see like blood smear on it. Like, <laughs> like this is insane. I don't know how she was able to do that. Like, I big props to Carla. So now we will learn that the verse seemed to finish. All six players will be safe at Tribal Council. Well, they will earn their merge buff and a merge feast. And Jeff says in this moment that there is no twist nor player can that that can take this away. This means the hourglass twist is currently retired, no longer there. Um, I'm so glad. I, let's just let it happen. I think it was a very interesting concept. Yeah. And I think that it played its course because there quite literally is nothing else you can do with that. Like, mm -hmm. that's just that. It was really exciting to watch it happen the first season for sure with Erica. Yeah. And it's so interesting to me how that ended up being like the catalyst for her win. Literally. If it hadn't have been for that, if she hadn't have taken that chance, I don't foresee a future wherein she would have won. I agree. Um, and I don't remember exactly what happened in 42. Who is the... It was Roxroy. He was a stupid idiot. He oh did my it, but... God. Roxroy is about as dumb as a bag of rocks in my opinion. <laughs> Literally. So the losers will not get their buff, nor food, nor immunity. They will have to survive the vote to make it to the merge. And everyone will go to tribal. Everyone will vote unless you've already... Um, played yourself because you lost your vote last week mm -hmm. so they're going to pick rocks to find out their teams if they have the gray rock they will not compete but pick one team to ride or die with they will not have any say in their fate and will win or lose with their pick we will find out that noel is the gray rock recipient on red we have from og yellow janine and gabler from og red jesse and dwight and from og blue carla and ryan on Team Blue, we have from OG Yellow, Owen, Sammy, and Ellie. From OG Red, Cody. And from OG Blue, Cassidy and James. Now, results aside, based on first impression, which team would you have picked? Oh, my God. I literally said Red. When I was like, if I was Noel, I said Red every time. Mm -hmm. And they were doing so well. What would you pick? I think I would have picked Blue. Really? 
I mean, yeah, I think I would have picked blue. Yeah, I would have been lost. I would have been a loser. Um, well, Noel will pick inside with Team Blue. The challenge is on. Sandbags are heavy, but they're getting all 20 onto the platform. Red gets the sled first with Blue on their heels. It's a battle of tiny errors in this one. Blue will get stuck. Red will take advantage of the mistake. It is now time for the first staircase. And the fact that there is a mini puzzle is a great equalizer before the next physical battle. I kind of liked having that little puzzle to get up to the keys. Oh my God, I thought that was such a cute idea. And they've done those little like block mm-hmm. puzzles before. So I was like, what a fun way to like, and I loved how savage it was when Red like knocked over the puzzle. <laughs> yeah. Now we will see Carla get her hand smashed. Blood will be gushing. She is a superhero. She will stay in it. Um, I would be the pussy and be like, no, stop the game. I can't handle it. Oh no. I don't know what I would do in a situation like that. Like that's very intense, but I feel like obviously when you're in that moment, you have no choice but to continue and keep going. It probably doesn't hurt that much. The adrenaline's going in your body. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're not, your body is doing 90 million things at that point and you're so heightened and you're so energetic that like, and clearly it wasn't that big of a deal because they didn't talk about it at all after. Never again. Never again. Owen will get the ring of keys first and they are onto the ramp. James and Owen will scale the wall. And yeah, I would never be able to just scale the wall. Uh, someone's going to have to let me go on their back, pull me up and, and help everyone on the team. But I, I could not scale it myself. I am not good at that. That was such an amazing feat to witness. I loved the teamwork element of it all. They're just, it's so amazing. It's mm-hmm. so amazing uh, to watch people like do these superhuman things on no food no sleep. Amazing. Ryan will get the keys for blue as red is already on the platform, uh, ready for this second puzzle. Ryan will be the bridge to get the kids up the ramp, which was a smart strategy. Now, as you mentioned, Carla could not get up the wall. Jeff will remind her of this. Her hand was smashed. She can't get up the wall. Be nice, Jeff. Come on, girl. So mean. But hanging upside down was a spider mood. We have Ryan who's like, this is the only way I can get them. I have to hang upside down. The way Carla was grabbing at Ryan's shorts uh, to hang on for dear life. I need more action like that. People just grab my shorts. Come on. I'm lonely. But she, I I was worried. I was worried. She was just accidentally just going to grab the package. I was too. And I was like, Ooh, on national television, scandalous. I know. Right. (laughs) Any advantage red had means nothing as Dwight is like super smart and has the phrase in his head already. James will try to assist with the phrase on red, but the pieces they've got on will not catch on to the other pieces. Blue already has in the proper order. Down to the last pieces. Blue makes the comeback. Dwight, Janine, Ryan, Carla, Gabler, Jesse, and Noel are safe. They get their buffs and food. Also the way that uh, Janine was crying. Choices. That was real emotions. I was like, is is she being for real or is this like a full on act? I could not tell. Yeah. Um, I mean, listen, she's very tired. I'm sure they're all very tired. Yeah. I think it's probably coming from a place of genuineness because I cannot mm-hmm. imagine you being like, okay, I'm going to put on my actor face now. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think that it's incredible. Like that, that kind of emotion has to come from someplace. Honest, Absolutely. Ellie, Sammy, James, Owen, Cassidy, and Cody are now in jeopardy to go home at the next tribal. If you were them before you have any conversation, who do you target first? 
on the losing tribe. Yeah. Um, oh, I would have gone for Gabler. No, wait, he's safe. He's, he's safe. safe. Sorry, I'm so sorry. That's my that's my who I want to go home um, brain talking. Okay, who do we have safe currently? It's or who's not safe? It's Ellie. Um, Ellie Owen, Sammy, mm-hmm. James, Cassidy, Cody. So I was rooting for Ellie, but narratively it makes the most sense for her to go home. Mm-hmm. Um, I think James is too simple of a choice. He's just like, it's like, he's kind of, he looks like a pawn in the grand scheme of this to whereas like Ellie looks more like a knight or a bishop or something along that line. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, if we're talking like human chess strategy and then like Cody, he's a really big one. Um, but I think, I think Ellie is the most, is the most like, is the one that makes the most sense. Yeah. I mean, I, if, if we were playing the old school game of survivor where you want to get someone out who's a big threat potentially to do well in individual immunity, Cody's the answer. Um, yeah. so Ellie was right to try to, um, uh, put those votes on her him, but she should have actually followed through with it because there was it was the only red. And there was nowhere else to hide. It would have been easy to do it, but no, her ego got gets away. No, absolutely, one hundred percent. I think that you're right. Like old school Survivor, totally makes sense for for Cody to go. I I'm confused. I'm confused why that didn't work. Let's go through it. Let's try to analyze and figure out. Now, the losers are going to head to the campus. James says, whatever it is at Tribal, they ran it hard. Um, at least they're team players. No, that just means you're losers. Stop trying to spin it positively. So it's time for the losers' lunch. But before that, Ellie is crying and she feels bad. And Cassidy will tell her that they were all in it together. I just can't hear that phrase anymore and not think of High School Musical. Is that bad? That's not bad at all. Oh, my God. I love yeah, High School we're Musical. all in this together. I like I re- to up with that song all the time. I really want to do high school dragsicle. I want to produce it so badly. It's going to happen one day. Oh my God. That sounds literally incredible. It'll be okay. <laughs> As Cassidy says, they are in mergatory. As six of them are in limbo. With nowhere to hide, James will pull Cody away from the camp and optics. Man, come on. That was not smart. Why, why would you do that, James? That was so crazy. I was like, oh, wow. You're really just jumping in you're just jump no subtlety here none whatsoever owen will tell ellie that he's sketched out by james pulling um cody away so ellie says that she wants to talk to cody and use him as the decoy name but really they will vote for a coco member ellie has been getting good vibes from the vesi tribe as they worked well with them in the past few challenges we will get a reminder about the puzzle assist from noelle a couple challenges ago she believes Vessie would be comfortable with a Coco going home first, so she proposes a split on Cassidy and James and will allow them to think they're going to vote for Cody. She's willing to lie in their face. Let's see how this pans out. As Ellie and Cassidy walk on the beach, Cassidy will deduce that Ellie is with Sammy and James, and she's with, Jane, and with Sammy and Owen, she's with James, so she doesn't want to throw a name out there, but she's still going to say a name. Um, they're both okay with Cody. And Ellie will go pretty damn deep and tell Cassidy that she feels that she has made a better connection with James than Cody. Listen, if you're going to lie to get to the end, you're going to have to do it. You have to make people believe it. But you can easily 
get these lies to come back and haunt you if you go in too strong. And that's what Ellie starts to do here as we are going to learn throughout this episode. Yeah, I think it's interesting that she that she didn't come across so straightforward with James. Like the, well, it's not this one. It's not, and certainly not me. Yeah, It can't be me. Just say Cody. Just say, Cody, are you with me on that? Are you with me on that, James? Like, say less. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Ellie will walk with James, who will tell her that her tribe will team up with Coco. James like, just give me a name. Um, But she will not say a name because you can't be called out for saying a name if you didn't actually say the word coming out of your mouth. Uh, James will end up saying Cody, and Ellie's like, yeah, that one, go with this one. Um, So it's all good, right? Wrong. James will tell us in confessional that he wants to keep Ellie confident, but he is not with her. She doesn't tell him anything and he doesn't trust her. So at least James is a clue into the person that Ellie is. Yeah. All right. Team Blue gets their merge feast and they have a bounty of food. What is the first thing that you would eat at the merge feast? Oh my God. I was asking myself that question today as I was rewatching this episode. Um, I don't like I would I don't even know I think I just start shoving food in I just start shoving food in I saw grapes over in this one corner and mom was eating and they were like giant grapes they have passion fruit on the table that's insane I would love to eat an actual raw passion fruit I would go for the cheese you would go for cheese I love cheese I'm just worried about I'm just worried about cleanliness in that environment that's fair that's fair cheese is not you know, maybe not. So tolerance is runs deep in my family history. So <laughs> you, if I, when you get on, you don't want me to ask a survivor to have their, your merge feast be catered by Moe's? No. In fact, it should be catered by Moe's. It should be catered by Moe's. Listen, I, I, I still, um, I still can't believe Moe's is your go-to. Um, it's okay. I'll, I'll forgive you, but we'll go one day. We'll go to Moe's and you'll have to like win me over that Moe's is number one. I, I think, I think it's so goofy that I have to even explain this to people. <laughs> it's the free chips, right? That's what it makes it better. The free chips is one of the biggest contributors to it, but I will stand by this forever until I die. I love the fact that Moe's gives you this like grown up Crunchwrap Supreme that is significantly more healthy than the Taco Bell Crunchwrap Supreme. It's those big like stacks and they're like, they're like this big. And for this big, for the viewers at home, it's like a foot fucking long. It's huge. And it's, incredible i'm so sorry i keep swearing like a sailor oh it's okay so do i absolutely there's a reason why there's an explicit um warning uh on the podcast when you subscribe obsessed (laughs) so noelle hasn't promos eventually i promise we'll go we'll go now noelle hasn't had a real meal meal in 13 days and she shares that she doesn't even know what she's putting in her mouth she's just trying to stuff it in as much as possible which sounds like every homosexual every single night of the week oh girl I had syphilis for two months. I know that story way too well. (laughs) Oh God, that's not fun at all. Cramming way too many things in places they do not belong and just (laughs) dealing with the consequences by getting a butt shot every week for three weeks. (laughs) Well, we're all young ones. Exactly. What's that thing? You're only young once, (laughs) yo-yo. There it is. Carla wants a beer. Gabler's like, yeah, let's do it. They're having a great time as they're all safe and don't want to scramble, but 
She can tense, sense the tension of wanting to talk. Ryan's going to propose that this group of seven can be the final seven, which was really cute because really, he can't be that naive. You can't be. When I saw that, my jaw dropped. My jaw dropped. You said, you think that this is going to be the final seven? I think you have a lot more convincing to do, honey. Like no one says anything. They all just smile and nod because they're all on the same page. When like, oh, but he's serious here. He's actually serious. I was so awkward. I truly felt alienated as an audience member at that moment. Like, that's not real. You can't be serious. As Janine says, you don't become an alliance because you get boosted up a ladder. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. So they need to find someone who will help them get further in game. Noelle will say that she has a good relationship with Cody. Jesse and Dwight agree. Keep Cody. Gabler will say that he would like to keep Owen and Sammy. Janine says she would like to keep Carla, uh, Allie. And Carla will note that pretty much everyone wanted everyone to stay, with the exception of Gabler. Mm-hmm. Mike Gabler, let's talk about this man. He will straight up just tell the group that Ellie went through his bag on day three. The eyes light up and Janine in her head is like, sir, what are you doing? What are you doing right now? Carla's going to take a sip of her beer because she's one of us and she don't got no tea to sip. Um, Uh She is like, spill more, please. Baca is fractured and it's time to take advantage. Janine is jaw dropped flabbergasted that he threw Ellie under the bus. She says it's wild to her what comes out of the man's mouth, but hey, your friend Ellie did want to keep strength over Mariah on the first episode, so you knew what you were getting out of the wild card. Just saying. Mm-hmm. I said from day one it was the wrong decision they made. I concur. I absolutely agree with you. I am not the biggest Gable fan myself. I think he's quirky. I think he's, I think he's certainly TV entertaining, but sure. he is, um, like, I could it, never play with him. He, uh, like literally when Ellie and Gabler, which we're coming to, I know. Oh, we're getting there. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll talk about that when we get there. That's insane. They all know it had to be a hard vote, but it has to be unanimous. So Gabler is glad to share a fractured relationship by throwing out Ellie's name. He was throwing out Ellie's name. The trust has been broken. He is ready to target enemies that are plotting against him. He thinks this will build trust with the people. He wants to look like that. He's decisive and trustworthy. He wants to not just talk the talk, but walk the walk. Um, What a typical old person saying. (laughs) This episode is so conflicting to me for this specific reason, because Ellie says this, I don't want Gabler to be like my demise. And I agree because how goofy, how absolutely silly is it for, for this really hard, intense, like social player, Ellie, who I was rooting for uh, earlier on because I like, I like a female villainess. Like, mm-hmm. give me some of that, please. Um, like Parvati, she's one of my faves. Like, uh-huh, let's, uh-huh. I want that energy more often in Survivor lately. And I don't feel like we get that all the time. And Ellie isn't really giving full parv, but um, but to, to uh, I'm watching this moment happen and I'm like, oh my God, Gabler is so going to win this episode. Yep. He's winning yep. this episode. All 13 are reunited at the camp and it's time for Scramble Mania. At camp, Ellie says with Dwight, Cody, and Janine to share that Cassidy threw out Cody's name, and they don't want that. She does math and says that they each have three votes, so in case there is an idol, they can split the votes three on Cassidy, four on James. Cody knows he's an easy target as he's the only Vessi who is not immune, but 
With Baka wanting to work with Vesey to take out James, he won't need to play his idol. So the plan is set, right? Well, Dwight will tell Ellie that she should be careful as Gabler told everyone that she searched his bag. And she's like, uh, uh, what? Ellie's like, but I sure did not. And Janine's like, I know, but like, he's off his rocker. And Janine's like, I'm not taking the blame for this one. You can, like, we're a team, but you're taking this one. Now, real talk. Was Ellie trying to get Janine to admit that it was her who actually searched the bag? With Janine safe, do you think if she admitted it to Gabler that she was the one who physically went through the bag that they could have made it through this vote? Or was what done is done and Gabler has his list like he's fucking Arya Stark? Wow. Big question. Um, I wasn't ever getting the idea that Ellie was trying to get Janine to admit that. I, I didn't get that personally, mm-hmm. but I was a little bit confused by the lack of like the lack of like team efforts between the two of them. Right. And I thought I find that to be unbelievably shocking. Um, maybe it, she was and I'm just like I wasn't like reading into it enough, but um, I I'm not, I'm trying to think if there's a better way to like salvage that situation if I'm in Janine's shoes. Like if she had come to Gable and said, okay, I did that, but it was Ellie's, like it was because Ellie told me to, but then she'd be throwing Ellie under the bus. And that's just like not a good, that's not a good way to play the game in my opinion. Right. I mean, as a survivor player, you have to protect yourself. So Janine was not going to do it, but I think Ellie thought Oh, we're sisters. We're one and the same. We can do that. But so, like, if I'm gonna throw another bus, she she can be thrown another bus as well. But yeah, Janine was not gonna do it. She couldn't. Well, she couldn't. Then Ellie should have been a more savage player and thrown Janine under the bus and said, "Janine is the one who actually did this. So you keep your eyes out on her." Exactly. Well, Ellie is not thrilled at what happened while she was not at the March feast, so she has to fix this. And by fix this, she's going right to the source with heat and passion. This was bad. I'm sorry, but the downfall of Ellie in this episode is exactly what I predicted earlier this season. Her overconfidence is a flaw, and the way she went to Gabler to discuss this was not good. If you are trying to get him back in, this was not the way to do it. Not the way. Not the way. She will say to him that she literally never searched his bag and has no idea where he got that information, and yet, in another moment of bad gameplay, without pause, Gabler was like, Owen and Sammy, they told me. Oh my god, flop. And I was like, okay, we're, we're, we're really just throwing everyone out here. Hold on. Ellie is like, okay, what? She is very direct in asking him why he is throwing her under the bus. He tells her that she's been throwing him under the bus. I don't care for either of them, but Gabler is kind of a more straightforward person and honest. So when he speaks the truth, it's the truth. And when Ellie is, she's just twisting it in her own mind because she thinks she has control of the situation. Mm-hmm. Now, Gabriel's will be like, okay, fine. Someone went through my bag. Was it Janine? And Ellie is like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not like that. And let's be honest. When someone will not share that type of information, it's like pleading the fifth. You're guilty. You're guilty. Gabler will say it's important for her to be like that and give up Janine and says he will have to assume that the two of them are together. And Ellie will say, well, of course we are. Janine's my best friend. So Gabler is like straight faced. Does Janine have the idol? And Ellie now knows that Gabler knows and she is fucked. Mm -hmm. 
she will snarkily say yeah and gabriel will be like well why wouldn't anybody tell me and she's like well why would i tell you other people's business and this is proof that ellie is just clueless in the situation gabler simply has to say am i your ally or not and that should include number one why gabler was justified to do what he did mm. And Ellie just cannot see that. She knows how guilty she is in the moment and her pride is preventing her from admitting her fault in the game. Friends who go on the show, do not play like Ellie. I cannot stress this enough. If you are caught and know your name is out there, you fucking grovel and give that person anything they want. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. But her pride would not allow it because it's Gabler. No way. No, no, no. Anyone else, she might have done it. But because it was Gabler, it, it, it didn't work. But- that's part of being on the show is it not is it's like you suddenly you you if you realize you've dug your own grave you have to find a way to get out absolutely right because otherwise you're going home how on earth like how i like sorry i really think she had (laughs) thought in her mind that she had more control of every other player and that's you can't play that kind of game survivor everyone has their own mind they have their own objective not everyone will be playing with your objective in mind. But isn't it interesting though to like, um, like to compare and contrast that with somebody like Tony Blachos? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like somebody who's like whose game was centered around that kind of like it's my way or the highway, and somehow manages to win. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I think we can always get into the debate of like, is it a gender thing? Is it a gender thing, right? Um, and it could be, it very well could be. And that's, what's amazing about the game of survivor is the right. social norms of the world are always going to be in play when you're actually out there. Right. I just, I, I would have loved, like, obviously you're not team Ellie, but I, I was <laughs> Ellie, not going to lie. And so I was really hoping that she could figure out a way to like turn this around and actually get her vote on like Cody even though I also really love, I like this, this season has a bunch of really likable, lovely characters on it. So it's very difficult for me to say, I want to see any of them go home, but Ellie's pride got so deep and she dug that grave and she just Mm -hmm. kept on digging it, digging it, digging it. Now, Ellie will say to Gabler that the apparent collective, we wanted to stay Baca strong. And Gabler says, then you should have shared information with me when you could and kept me in the loop. And again, this is why you keep, people comfortable if you ever plan on turning them like you have to keep them comfortable yeah you Ellie will get sincerity yeah. you have to be sincere in that moment when you realize you've like messed up right yeah ellie will get flustered and rudely tell him that she has to talk to other people because he put her on the chopping block and she has to deal with it he will say that he doesn't know if it was him and she's like it was you okay finally she got one right he was it, it was him mm-hmm. um now ellie believes that owen and sammy screwed her over and now it's the time for another confrontation if you were Owen and Sammy, how would you be in this situation? How would you handle Ellie? Um, tricky. Um, they obviously made an alliance, the three of them, very early on in the season. And I think it's so evident that Ellie's a sinking ship. So I honestly would have played it exactly the way that they did. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think that they played it just right. Should Owen and Sammy have gone to Ellie first, or do you think they were not expecting to be thrown under the bus either? I don't think they were expecting to be thrown under yeah. the bus either, though. No. This is why you eliminate the wild cards fast and early in Survivor. This shit will bite you in the ass. Yeah. 
No, because it makes so much more sense for you to go with Ellie, who is playing super hard, and then next week get out someone like Gabler, who is a wild card. But we're not seeing a lot of strength out of Gabler. I mean, when we were watching the challenge earlier in the episode, there's literally a moment where Gabler is like pulling the cart that they're with, but he's like, he's got like one hand and it's like loosely and then he like kind of lets go. I'm like, this man's lazy, lazy. So Ellie's going to come in very hot with Sammy about Sammy telling Gabler about searching the bag and Sammy will show his youth because he cannot form a sentence to respond to her. But he tells us in confessional that she has enough skill in the game to turn this right back around on him. So now is the time to make her feel comfortable. Very smart. smart. Owen arrives to the conversation. He tries to deny it. And now with her panicking for being a snake, he tries to tell her, no, he's just scared of you. So she's going to now direct the boys to do her bidding and clear her name. Ellie will go head out to talk to people and Sammy will smartly say to her to keep coming back to them. Gotta keep making sure she has a level head. So very smart there. So are they going to do it and help Ellie out? We're going to find out. Owen is convinced that Gabler is a fucking idiot. Meanwhile, Sammy thinks James is an easy vote, but Ellie is a threat to keep around and is now convinced they have to get rid of her. Dug her own grave. Yeah. Um, so remember Gabler? Well, he's going to approach Janine in front of Ryan and says he gets that she and Ellie are sisters, but someone went through his bag and he just wants to the truth. And he knows that they have an immunity idol. And Janine's like, okay, okay, let's go talk. And if I were Ryan in that situation, I'd be jumping for joy. I'd be like, I just found out where the idol is. Yeah. Yeah, for real. Again, friends, if you go on the show, your ego has to be put away. Gabler's oh. ego right here just blew up so many games. Fully. Fully. Janine thinks Gabler is off his rocker, and she is not sure how all this information about the bag and the other got out. She doesn't want to deal with it, but just wants to make sure everyone in the Baka 5 feel good enough to just vote together. Rose-tinted glasses, girl. Now, with Ellie on her tour, the other four Baka members are together where Janine pitches that they stay strong for this vote as it would be dumb to implode down, implode down, which is actually not the best move because if the splinters are there, you jump ship now to prove loyalty to your new Alliance members. Owen will plead to Gabler that they can settle it all later, but he and Sammy need their buffs. And if I were Gabler, I would be like, exactly, Ellie goes. That's how you get your buffs. Mm -hmm. So is Gabler with them? Janine thinks he heard what she said. And that's the moment I was like, oh, Janine. Yeah. Oh, girl. Sammy will tell Gabler that he has to keep things cool as Janine has an idol and could use it on Ellie. To be fair, so does Mike Gabler for one last tribal. If mm-hmm. I were Sammy or Owen, I would have begged for him to use it on them no matter what. On Sammy or Owen? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you know people are going to be splitting a vote. Yeah. I wasn't really getting the sense that either Sammy or Owen were in danger at all the episode. Am I crazy for thinking that? No, not necessarily. I think because they, the only reason I would have begged for it is because knowing Janine wants to keep Ellie around, mm-hmm. it's still out there. It's a possibility, but we'll, we'll get to, I'll tell you exactly why and when Janine decided not to use it. We're not okay. quite there yet. But. Ellie and James will chat again, and I'm fully convinced that th- based on the lighting of this scene, this was earlier in the day, but um, they put it later in the episode for conversation sakes. But regardless, James does not want to scramble and we'll call it a day with a vote for Cody but he feels something sketchy is up. So he's going to go on a tour to find out where other heads are at. 
With Jesse, he tells them the vote has to be Ellie if she's targeting Cody, and now Jesse feels Ellie is there to make moves and cause discourse with spread of misinformation. So with Ellie's name out there from Gabler, that's the way to go. Jesse will now relay this information to Dwight and Cody. No hope left for Ellie. No. Cody will tell Ryan that Ellie wants to split the votes on James and Cody, which is not her real plan, but girl, this is what happens when you don't have control over 12 other people. It will get around. Mm-hmm. Cassidy tells Carla and James that Ellie is down to get Cody out, and if they can get Gabler, they have the numbers, and Carla's like, Gabler is not going to vote that way. Are you stupid, girl? Mm-hmm. And now Ryan will magically appear to tell his tribe that Ellie and Janine are throwing out James and Cassidy. And James is like, I knew I couldn't trust her! Uh-huh. With the sun setting, Gabler will ask Janine and Sammy who they are voting for, and Janine is like, it's important that Baca votes James, and Gabler says he understands, but he is not going to commit. They are not Baca strong. They are a Baca show. They think they have have been fooled, but he's playing, and he's not being played by them. He's voting Ellie, and that's it. Janine's like a sad little puppy dog as she tells Ellie that they talked to Gabler down, and it's going to be fine, and it'll be Baca five. And little does she know, she's so wrong. She's so so wrong. wrong. Janine will tell Ellie that if she gets any inclination that it will be her, she will give the idol. Um, girl, they played you to feel comfortable. They actually got you more comfortable than Ellie. Mm-hmm. Very smart move there. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I agree with you. Ellie thought she had the power, but now she knows she could be going home. Janine is willing to play her idol, but either way, it's a trial for her. She does not want Gabriel to be the person who crafts her exit out. A little too late. Yeah, could have saved this relationship a couple episodes ago. Period. All right, let's get to our tribal council. I got a juicy tribal indeed. Mm-mm. We have 13, and I got to say, the cinematography was on point, very well done, and they oh, yeah. barely got everyone in that shot. Poor Janine was like hanging off that screen. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they tried. So Jeff, Jeff starts off by saying it was a big day with a result of seven people safe, six need to get to the merge, and Gilbert says at the merge meal, there was little talk of strategy, but as they walked back in, boom, everything exploded. He thought he was going to digest for an hour, but he has not stopped talking all day. What is with him and taking naps? I don't know. He's old. He needs to, he needs his rest. He needs his little power nap. It's that's true. the only way. That's the only way Gabler can make it through this thing. <laughs> Cody says it was nutso. It was a dust storm. And Sammy is feeling that when they lost, he felt it was a scary place to be in a vulnerable position versus being safe. As every conversation really matters, as it will get you back at some point. Cassidy says it's hard to know the dynamics as they are going to shift when you bring a group together, and anything anyone tells you could be the truth or a lie, and it's hard to differentiate. It can cause form uh, can form bonds or chaos now janine says this vote could be not be more different than the tribal vote as they're all trying to not only gauge what is best for their individual game but what is every other individual thinking is best for their game she will start talking factorials and math and i said i have a degree in theater i'm dumb now Mm. um did you catch anything she was trying to do no um i graduated with a d in introduction to algebra in my college um so math's not my thing not my thing 13 to the 12th factorial i said honey what (laughs) yeah where did you go to school i went to marymount manhattan college on the oh wow a lot of drag celebrities went there drag celebrities and by drag celebrities, people who went to um, 
uh, uh, Marymount from that still only work in New York because they went to Marymount. Um, like whom? Who 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 went to Marymount? Well, I mean, there's Sissy Walken. Sissy Walken, yeah. Oh my God, yes. Oh my God, um, I didn't know that they were still doing drag. Of course. Oh my um, God, um, amazing. The one and only Cherry Poppins. I love Cherry Poppins. Oh my goodness, we were really good friends in college too, and we're. I was really good. I was really good friends with them too, and we were roommates, and now we're not friends. But life. You were so roommates. We were. Oh my God, when were you roommates? Um, until the beginning of 2021. Okay. Like 2018, 2019, around that period, a long time. Okay, amazing. Yeah. Um, crazy times, crazy times. Cherry and I are actually um, hopefully going to be working on an EP for- That's that. exciting. I'm super thrilled about. I wrote a song for her and she absolutely loved it. And I'm hoping that like, that's something that we can do in the future. And I'm obsessed with how- their career is like blossoming. Um, it's really exciting to see your friends succeed for sure. Yeah, yeah crazy times. Ooh, small world of drag. Teeny, tiny, tiny, teeny, tiny world. Oh my God, we had this lunch person at Marymount who also did drag and then he did end up getting fired because he joined the drag show at our school. It was weird. Weird. I don't know. Strange yeah. place, Marymount. <laughs> Ellie notes that everyone has their own goals and checklists, and she was thrown a little bit as her name bubbled up to the surface and wonders what she's been playing as this is Survivor. She was feeling very panicked, and in this moment, there was no hope for her swaying Gabler back to her side, as she will tell Jeff that when someone doesn't see you as an asset, that's a wasted five minutes that you could have that could be your life in the game. Why would she say this? I'm honestly stumped. Like, is her pride that bruised? Yeah, I'm shocked that this wasn't more, like, I feel like if you know that, like, your name is on the chopping block, then you fight. Like, why, like, why couldn't she have been more along the lines of, like, I think what I would have done if I was in that position had been, like, you were our plan for the first week, buddy. Like, you were supposed to go home. I kept you here for a reason. So, pay me back that favor. You know what I mean? I don't know. That's maybe more of the direction I would have gone instead of, it feels a little bit like she laid down and died on her pride. Like pride is a sword and she fell on it. Owen says trust is the only currency out there. And the beauty of survivor is you can never trust anyone hundred percent. You can only trust yourself to which I said, I would never trust myself in this game. So I have no currency. Um, (laughs) You know, that gut instinct you're supposed to play with. Yeah. I've never heard of her. Okay. Can I tell a little story? Go for it. About gut. So um, I actually crafted an at-home Big Brother game with some of my really good friends. We played with nine people and we like crafted out like the whole day, hour by hour, like all the games we would play, like all the twists, all the turns. And I, as one of the creators of the game, did in fact get voted out third. Um, I had this gut feeling all of the sudden where I was like, oh my God, I'm going to get voted out. And I know I'm going to get voted out and I don't know what to do about it. And if I had followed my gut instinct and gone and talked to my friends and like actually figured out what was going on, I could have, I think I could have very easily stopped the situation. I think that your gut always knows what's right. Right. Yeah. 
And it's so interesting to me that Janine is the one who talks about gut and she doesn't have that feeling, that gut feeling that like something is going wrong. I think my gut intuition would have said, girl, you got to use this on your friend Ellie. Or obviously I think I'm, I'm sure we will see in the next episode why she didn't. I haven't quite seen it yet. And I'm sure we'll get there. But uh, let me tell you, the gut is a very powerful thing. Like, you know when something is off. And Mm -hmm. it's so crazy that they were able to build up her, like, sense of security so well that she didn't even feel that gut thing. So let's get to the idols part of this conversation. Carla will be asked of idols and managers and shots in the dark. So yes, that does confirm that the shot in the dark is in the game. And just no one wants to use it because it's a stupid twist. Carla will say that not only do you have a combination of alliances and people working together, there have been nine people on journeys and you don't know what people have or what's out there, adding another element of stress. Gabler is asked about playing an idol or saving it, and he says that it is riding the razor's edge. Is playing them at the right time is the masterful piece of Survivor. If you play them wrong, you have bad jewelry to go home with. And I'd be like, okay, if you want to go with bad jewelry, can I have it? I'd love a Survivor memento, friends. Yeah, that's like, that's fucking Prada shit. Now, Sammy will say that it's not about whether the idols are played right now. It's about how you view an alliance. If you have, if you say you have somebody's back and they went ahead and played an idol or an advantage, what does that tell you as a person in the group? And I think this was the masterful way to get Janine to second guess playing the idol for Ellie. Mm -hmm. Sammy, in a single sentence, certified Ellie's elimination. Mm-hmm. because he made Janine question the fact if she did play it, what it says about her. Yeah. no, it, that's prove, it would prove that she doesn't have um, trust in Sammy or Owen. Mm. That was the moment she decided not to use it. I see. Interesting. Um, wow. I feel like you are so much more insightful in this show than I am for sure. I've literally been watching it since the beginning, not day one. I can't, I can't claim day one. I only, I started watching season one, like in the middle of it, but yeah, I, I, I've been a big fan of this game for a very, very long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. Um, at the end of the day, I think the thought process here for Janine is if I save Ellie, then I show that I don't have faith in Owen and Sammy. But additionally, that puts me up for that makes my like ranking as far as like who's a threat significantly higher. And then I also lose an idol in the process of this. Right. And so at the end of the day, it was not it would not have been a good move to save Ellie exactly at all for Janine. and and the fact that everyone on her tribe knows she has the idol if they like it would just go behind her back and if they didn't like what she did they could be like well she had the idol she didn't play it on us why didn't she play on us she doesn't trust us yeah and yeah it, w- it was the best move for Janine to do it and not play it but um I think she was going to play it until that sentence. I really do think she was going to use you it. You really do. I do. I think she huh. thought their bond was that strong. Mm-hmm. Now, James will trust the people he talked to, and it is pragmatic sense to make the vote he is as he's trying to not flunk kindergarten. Weird analogy. Now, we all know that Jeff loves analogies at Tribal. What yeah. analogy about your life and career would you use at Tribal? 
you want to know it's so silly is I would probably say the same thing. I would say I'm trying not to fail first grade, but (laughs) (laughs) kindergarten, honey, but it's first grade. Um, I don't know. Does that answer your question well enough? Yeah. Okay. Janine will say that this is a game of paranoia versus gut and the difference is paranoia is present and gut is the ability to latch onto things that are behind you that you can look back on and say that past relationship worked or I can trust that person and not get caught up in a momentary feeling. And we're going to watch Gabler just shake his head as he is not committed to this comment. He is not a fan of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was, when I rewatched it today, that was the moment where I said, ah, she's definitely not playing this for Ellie. Maybe she is feeling that gut feeling. Maybe that gut feeling is that she knows that Ellie is going to go home and it's safer yeah. for her not to play it. You know, I don't know. Well, it's time to vote. No idols, no advantages are played by a vote of seven, two to one to one. Ellie is voted out. Let's break down the vote. So voting for Ellie are Cassidy, Cody, Dwight, Gabler, James, Ryan, and Sammy. Mm-hmm. Voting for James are Owen and Ellie. Mm-hmm. Noel voted for Cassidy and Carla voted for Owen. And we all know that Jesse and Janine could not vote. So let's break some of these votes down because I have some major question marks. Me Carla, too. what the fuck? First time we've seen her be dead wrong. I know that they probably wanted to split the vote in case an idol was played, but I don't think, I, I did not expect Carla to be the one to throw out that vote. Such a, such a strange, strange vote. I don't know where it's coming from, to be quite honest with you. It seems so out of like left field. Yeah. And then Owen voting for James. Will this come back to haunt him? I mean, probably. But I'm I, not sure where Owen's mind was with this vote. I don't get it. I don't get it either because it, 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 makes, it makes Owen look really naive and really like clueless to what's going on. I would have, yeah. I would have assumed with the conversations between Sammy and Gabler that he would have cast his vote for Ellie. It just mm-hmm. makes the most sense. I don't, that vote is so random. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure where it came from. So I hope there's some clarification or maybe that, that alliance of three is actually not an alliance of three. Mm. Was voting out Ellie the right move? Yeah. I yeah, agree. 100%. They had to artist player and she like it's so clear she needed to vote. If Gabler did not say what he did, maybe there was a chance that other conversations could have been had. But I think in a world of anybody but me, not anybody but me, Gabler did the right thing. He found the fracture, he knew the fracture, sure it's someone on his tribe, but it unified everybody else to say, okay, fine, we're all gonna be safe. Take out Ellie. Yeah, no, brilliant move on Gabler's part. As much as I am not a fan, it's a brilliant move because what's the one, what's what's that saying? Like a common enemy brings everybody together Mm -hmm. or something like that. Ellie was the obvious enemy. My only concern is if he does work with other people, they need to know that if you don't do good by Gabler, he will throw you under the bus. So you have to keep an eye on him. I love the fact that as she exited the building, she said, you see what trusting Gabler will get you? 
she threw him right back under the bus, baby. And what a That's great how you way do to- it. <laughs> if, if I get voted out by an alliance member, oh my God. I don't trust myself for what I will say. Oh, <laughs> something nasty, something I would be so nasty. Oh my God. Well, I have some burning questions to wrap this podcast. Are you ready? Yeah. What is Ellie's legacy? I think Ellie's legacy is yet another, um, another person who was so uber confident in themselves and had such, and not to say that confidence is a bad thing, but had, had an element of cockiness almost because of the fact that she's a therapist and she thinks that she's, she can easily manipulate people. She couldn't see what was actually happening in front of her and could not like remove her pride from the situation, like you said. And I think that it's, um, that I think that it's going to be a legacy of just another long line of people who played way too hard, way too fastly, way too incorrect, you know, that kind of thing. I don't know. What do you think her legacy is? Her legacy is check your pride at the door. Yeah, for real. Yeah, for real. It, it was really, I mean, that, I, again, I had that gut instinct from that first episode. Maybe it's because I didn't want a person of color, a female of color to go out first. Um, and that's why I was so mad about the Mariah vote. But mm-hmm. I just knew that this, like, it is a domino effect. One mistake, day one, can affect your entire game. That's what happened with Ellie. Absolutely. Um, but, I mean, to be fair, the editing of this season did showcase that we were going to get a Gabler-Ellie showdown. I thought it was going to be a lot sooner, but they they managed to get a couple wins in there. But um, it happened, and Gabler won. What I think that, like, it has to be the hardest thing. I feel like if you are the first, like, six people voted out, it's like, okay, fine. But if you're the one to go out right before merge, I just feel like that has to be one of the most shitty situations to be in. Absolutely. Oh my God, you're so close, girl. Like just so close to jury, but like could not. And you don't even get this daily stipend that you're on an episode. You don't get the daily stipend? What no, because you you're not on screen because you're not part of the jury. Oh, right, 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 right. I you gotta mean, stay you- in Ponderosa, but you can't say- be on screen. Exactly. I know that's, that's sucky, but they still get their stipend anyway. Oh yeah. They'll, they'll get it. But like you you get like more money for every episode you're actually physically on screen. Yeah. 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 But that, that done. I mean, listen, the amount of money that they make on those, like every three episodes, three, like for every episode is like insane. And I would not like, it's not money that I would gawk at. I'll tell you that much. Right. Me too. (laughs) Who's in danger girl. Oh, um, Noel. Uh, it's it's so evident from the editing of the next episode that Noelle's in danger because my and my thinking on this is if she is not voted out soon and she makes it to final three, she will absolutely win. It's definitely a possibility. I honestly think I think the demise of Gaylor is done. I think at this point everyone's like, I what? Why is he here? He has no um, immunity anymore. Just get rid of him. He's going to cause chaos. Have immunity idol anymore. No, because this was the last time we could use it. Oh, this was the last time you could use it. I see, I see, I understand. Um, yeah, I think right. he's definitely a goner uh, very, yeah. very soon. He's, he's um, a goner. Um, the, 
Um, Cassidy is an interesting one for me since I see them all up on our screen here. Cassidy is an interesting one to me because she is playing such a low key game that sometimes I forget that she's in the show. Um, so she's one of those who I'm curious to see whether or not she, how to see how far she makes it or if she's gonna end up being one of those like safe votes. Like James is gonna be a safe vote out and Cassidy is probably gonna be a safe vote out. Um, Ryan, if he's not careful, I think that he is somebody who's in danger. I, I think Ryan's definitely going to be in danger, especially if he goes on an immunity run, one loss and he's out of there. Uh, Cassidy, oh, yeah. every time she's been on screen, is always discussing strategy. So I'm convinced that she's going to pull one move and then or play herself out. Um, mm-hmm. I just can't figure out which one it's going to be quite yet. Yeah, she's either she's either going to strategize her way to the top and be like a silent killer, which is what I would want to do. Like, I'm I'm impressed with the fact that she's staying so low under the radar. I mean, she yeah. made it to the merge. And I don't, has she ever been voted? Has she ever had a um, She did again? the last round from Gio I, and that's right. Ryan. But Gio is so obviously going home that it was kind of like whatever, yeah. you know? Well, after six episodes, the winner of the season is. <laughs> um, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, the winner of the season. Um, it's a, At the moment, Gabler is winning, but he's not winning the show. No. Um, but I think. I, I'm seeing something, I'm seeing Carla, I'm seeing Jesse, I'm seeing Cody. Those are the people who are kind of standing out to me the most. I'm going to take away Cody from your list and put Noelle in there. I think they're, they're showing a triumphant arc for Noelle. I just don't okay. think she's going to have enough of a resume to win. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I there's something about Carla that I'm stuck on. I think she is either she she's my shan she's either going to win or she's going to go out in a blaze of glory and i'm gonna be like fuck another champion gone oh my god i was i did you love shan i love shan i love shan i love shan Shan. i'm a shan stan i absolutely loved her gameplay and was so disappointed when she went home like she's another one i would like to play with but i would take dial her down like a little bit yeah, just like take it from 11 and put it on like eight. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> well, this was super fun. Where can the listeners find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? Oh my God. Um, yeah, so you can find me on all of my socials at Avenue Quentin, um, which is spelled Q-U-E-N-T-O-N. Um not Quentin like Tarantino or Sir Quentin Crisp or Sam Quentin the prison, my personal favorite of the Quentins. Um, I'm just kidding. I'm so anti-prison. I just think it's funny that there's a prison named after me. Um, <laughs> um, you can also find me on, um, I'm, go- I'm actually currently here. I'm just going to like, Pause. You're going to do some editing on this, I assume. Yeah. Because a little this, bit, a little bit. Maybe. This is a little rambly. Um, but I'm actually like in the in the deep throes of currently creating my first EP. Um, and I write a like kind of like chill house, like new disco kind of vibes. 
Um, and I've been, this has like been a labor of love for like the past, like almost two years at this point. Um, and I'm hoping that sometime early 2023, I will have um, my singles out and my full EP out. I'm currently like working really hard with my friends who are my like little like team of like social media managers and stuff like that who are helping me kind of draft out the plan for this. But in the future, there will be a lot of new amazing music out by me that I'm super excited to share with the world. Um, Amazing. On Spotify currently um, under Quentin Ellis. um, And you can listen on Apple Music, anywhere you stream music. Yeah. And you have a gig coming up. I do. November 6th, Sunday at 7.30 p.m. at Heaven Can Wait in the East Village, right across the street from Tompkins Square Park. I will be playing my third live show of the year. Um, I'll be debuting um, one of the songs from my EP that I'm super excited to share and a couple of covers that I've been working really hard on. Um, And you can also see me um, at the duplex every Monday. Um, I am a singing server there and I sing along with the pianist and our bartender and we have a great time every day from 8.30 to 4 a.m. That's so amazing. Well, yeah. thank you so much for being on. And we'll have to do it again soon. Yes. Oh my God. This was so much fun. Thank you so much for inviting me. A huge thank you to Quentin for coming on. Subscribe to your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash block talk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Block Talk.